This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Hey, Ribba, want a wrench? <laughs> hey, Ribba. He kind of sounds like the Three Stooges when he gets with yep, around, yep, yep, yep. well when he gets around a kid. Hey, he gets kid voice, but John Sparkle's kid voice does sound like. But it, he also kind of gets like when he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna work out. It'll be really, really hard. Hey, Rebel, what a wrench! What a wrench! I busted out laughing. It was funny at this nonverbal autistic child, John, relating. It's two. <laughs> it's hey, hey, how you doing? I know you can't really talk. It was really cute. What's up, kid? Made me love him more. I think he's got a really good heart. It's just uh, and, well, and just also to, he's freaky deaky in bed. You just have to work through the cirrhotic liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. because most of the time John's gonna come home smelling like beer. <laughs> Ooh, don't get me turned on. That's why he's got all those 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 vibrators. Beer and stale cigarettes. Perpetual whiskey dick. That's true. <laughs> but at least he cares. That's true. You're gonna get yours with John. But for, for, I, I will say, for <laughs> for your typical uh, typical Irish Bostonian uh, guy drunk. He does care. He does care. <laughs> I just he does. Like, hey, Ribba. What hey, a Ribba. wrench. What a wrench. <laughs> this 
is a single life, everybody. This is episode five, right? Six. Six. We got the halfway mark at the end of this episode. What was the name of this? Well, shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. No, I uh, usually look. I, no, but that, I. But, okay, Mother Poodle, that wasn't a blame. I just thought you had it. I was going to say, I usually look, but I've been otherwise you, occupied. You are wound tight. I've been occupied. I even took a little gummy. You but you want a gummy? Maybe you no. need one today. You my, can't because you have rehearsal. My power is out, y'all. And oh, she's it's been. been uh, we, as you know, we've had very lots of rain and flooding in Los Angeles. And, and some people in are. Los Angeles breaks when it rains. Some people are really affected by it. They have a mudslide, whatever things go in their house, but none of it matters because Poodle doesn't have power. <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> I'm not minimizing anyone's pain. I'm not okay, minimizing fair. anyone's pain. This episode's episode. I'm not Jay-Z on the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about the Grammys today. Season four, episode six, Veronica Double Dates. Okay, great. It means something else when you do it. Double dates? Double dates. What is a good double date? Oh. A good double date is two in a night. Uh, but not together. Mm, no. That can they high five each other that, on the way out of the revolving door? That is entertaining. In? Yeah, <laughs> you really should get one of those like swinging doors in a 1980s sitcom for a kitchen, and they go they just, slap. That's hot. They, <laughs> I just thought about that. Them <laughs> high fiving each other, knowing the other was just going to have sloppy seconds. Hold on. <laughs> Put put this in the middle bank. I'm not. I'm more upset. That, I'm more upset that I'm, that I'm a little. I'm a little there with you. I think Whoa. it's the rain. I think it's the rain. Yeah. Um. Oh. I was trying. So I. Uh. You have that. You know how you plan out everything. We had, oh. we had a busy day today. Um. You do. You plan out everything. You so, your scheduler. Yes. And that's and that's great. I plan out everything so I won't have to stress. Yes. Um, I had planned out the next three days so expertly because I was going into rehearsal for my show and I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time. And so I watched a bunch of things and I was kind of caught up and then my power went out at 1 a.m. And everything I meant to do, that went away. I did not, things weren't truly charged, which was my issue. But I went to Starbucks. What was you were gonna go to bed? That, that that's not right. That's not your but, fault. How would you have known? Well, when when you have we have a potential power outage, you're supposed to charge all your. I stuff. know. You got to stop blaming yourself on True. Poodle. So I went to the nearest Starbucks for for me, um, uh, and not a single place was available. Well, I bet you it was packed. Now I went to the other Starbucks. Which is the end of Wilshire. I'm glad they're And I walked sponsor. in, and the guy said, I said, are there, is there any outlets? He's like, no, Starbucks don't have outlets. Um, I went, what? He's like, yeah, that one on Curson and Six. I said, yeah, I was just there. It was nobody was there. He's like, oh, because they have all the outlets. And I said, he's like, yeah, a lot of Starbucks don't have outlets. I'm like, that is ridiculous. No, I, I remember there was a big news. They changed it. They put like, if you look on Starbucks, there's like a round. If you want to charge your phone, you set your phone on the charger, but they don't want people bringing in laptops and working all day. 
Well, good for them. (laughs) I appreciate that. But you know what? When you're out of power. (laughs) Yeah. What do you do? I guess I could have gone to the library like an incel. Y'all, if it makes you feel any better, as soon as he got here in the first three minutes, he spilled his entire tea all over my floor. I was in a state. <laughs> Where's time? We don't have it. We're we in your apartment. Time. You didn't bring Reba McIntyre. We're, we're on our own, kid. Just like Taylor. Don't you quote Tay-Tay to me. <laughs> What'd you think of Y'all the... get off her jock about Celine. That, it's fine. That was a thing that... Uh, Black Twitter was pissed about it. They love Celine. They were talking about There's been a lot of tweets about that. But I think it made me go, would we do this if, like, um, if a male young songwriter didn't, like, really acknowledge Billy Joel or Stevie Wonder giving him the award? I don't know if we would. No, it's she's got, she's got a target on her back So there's, for do, everybody. Do I think? But that said... Was Taylor a little sorry, Swiffers? Don't come at me, Swifties. Whatever. I thought it was a little weird that her one acceptance speech was announcing her tour dates. It was just it felt not tour dates. She was announcing her, her, her album. an album drop. It just felt like a weird uh, moment. I think to she do was it. planning on doing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smart. But um, I, I think, I'm not going to manage how she handles. But her she fandom. won like the biggest award that any artist has won in years. I think hugging Celine Dion would not be, nor should be, yeah. on the top of my priorities. Like, I think, she just beat out, what, Frank Sinatra and, like, two other men. To me, it felt like a, just an honest oversight. Um, it's fine. Julia Roberts didn't thank Aaron Brockovich in her Oscar speech, and nobody remembers that anymore and, I, or cares. I just think people are blowing it a lot of proportion. And I think, I think um, any time... Her, the the lens on her is so strong. I think and, she's an angel for our, on earth. What what she has to deal with, and but, then she's got the Super Bowl coming up. Yeah, and I just think I think she's an easy target for people. Yes, and she for a lot of people she represents. And I don't I don't think this is true for a lot of people. She represents all blonde white women who who have everything. Agreed. And so she has to kind of she has to be that symbol. Um, and, um, that's a shame because I think she's extremely talented and she's not given, she's a constant target. So, and the people that I've met that know her per se, that she's wonderful to work with and a wonderful giving Star artist. Fucker. What? <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know what? <laughs> Name dropper. Um, we'll talk, we can talk about the Grammys a little bit later or we can talk about it now. No, you're talking about it now. Um, I think it's exciting I mean, you know, but literally four of our friends from North Texas won Grammy yes. last night. Yes. So, because you know Cameron, right? Yeah. Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our friend, I mean, Dan Scoggin. Y'all, when we say friends, these are guys that, jazz guys that I got drunk with in choir, and they let me yeah. grab their ass a little bit and would straight man flirt with me to make me feel good. They were uncomfortable. They were sweet. So, and then, um, and Nathan Carlisle and our friend Latanya Moore. Yeah. One for a champion, the opera. Latanya's mm-hmm. amazing. That just felt. I love that. I love that. I love it when. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just when people have success, are your friends. What were other highlights? Did you watch? 
For me, I I normally find the Grammys a little boring, but I st- I was watching it while I was doing laundry. Gorgeous. This was a really good I Grammys. knew more of the people in this one because it was yeah. so female driven. Um I love I did I finally know cuz I went and saw Argyle, the movie, the spy movie cuz you know I love spy movies. Yeah. I love spy movies, y'all. And I saw um and also what's his name? Not not Nick Cannon, not Nick Cage. Rocco, not Rocco Despiro, the one who was married to Madonna. Uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. There we go. He was an R. That guy directed this film who did The Kingsman. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Kingsman. I love them all. So it's going to be about the Grammys? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I went to see Argyle. It's really funny. Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, her dad's Ron Howard. They're from Oklahoma originally. We're aware. Okay. Henry I, Cavill's in it. These days, I don't know if Bryce Dallas Howard needs to be said in the same sentence with her dad's Ron Howard. That's true. That's true. Maybe some <laughs> people don't know. I don't know. I th- no, I'm just saying, I think she's her own star. Oh, I know. She's not really from Oklahoma, but her dad is. That's what that was about. I was just Ken. saying, you don't need to say Bryce well, Dallas think- Howard, daughter of Ron well, Howard people anymore. think she's Californian, but really, she, her dad. I just wanted to think that she's from Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't know why you have a problem with that. So anyway, <laughs> so I went to see Argyle. It's fine. I love a good spy movie. It was about 25 minutes too long. Needed to be shorter. Enjoyed some part of it. But in the beginning, there was this blonde woman who was in the movie and did this kind of fun dancing. And I realized... I watched the Grammys and I went, well, that woman was in Argyle. And I looked her up and it was Dua Lipa. Yes. That's, so that, I, that, that's how I finally that found out. That woman that was, was in Argyle. She was in Argyle. I know her music, but I didn't know that, her face. That woman who <laughs> is a very, very famous and... I didn't know what she looked like. Very well-selling musical artist. Mm-hmm. That woman... Yeah. Same for now. I finally know who this Olivia Rodriguez or Rodrigo people are talking about. Are you fucking kidding me? Didn't know what she looked like either. <sighs> so I felt like I knew, but I knew the name. So I suddenly I was like, wow, I know more people on the Grammys than I thought. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Yeah. I'm glad you're joining us in 2024. <laughs> Welcome. I enjoyed it. Um. What what about performances? I didn't watch any of them. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> just see his face. For me, hands down, it, seeing uh, seeing uh, Fast Car with yeah. Luke Holmes and yeah. Tracy, that was like just was incredible. And the way that Tracy just seemed so just call and just to see it was that song is the perfect amount of bitter and sweet and angst and yearning and and to see how beautiful and calm she like with the gray in her hair hair yeah. and the silk and the passing of time i was emotional you ever read the lyrics of that song i've never that read that song them. is a gut punch yes and you and if once you once you listen to it you're like you're like oh fuck that ended that southern story's insane southern story yeah um, no, I loved it that everyone in that audience who knew th- people were standing up singing to that black, white, didn't matter what you look like, mm-hmm. were singing along to that track. And this country bro next to her yeah. who says, look at this black folk singer. Queer. From, yes. From 35, 40 years back. Yeah. That was remarkable because was we have very short memories these days. 
and it was really nice for someone to reference something that that is a is a classic song and not have to do something to it. And yeah. it made me tear up because of how everyone that song is about expectation. That song is about finding some place where you belong because you don't belong in this town. And mm -hmm. I've always do you know Tracy Chapman is an incredible, incredible fucking songwriter. I don't know a lot more. And of work, a lot of people just they're retired now, right? I, I mean, they don't tour or anything like no, that. No, no, no. But maybe they, maybe they will, or she will, or yeah. I think she's still safe. She. Oh, okay. Um. So, how much did you cry, Joni? I did, but I've seen it before. Seen I saw it. it I yeah, but I I was moved, but but I've seen it at um. So Holly Bowl, we were. Oh yes, yes we did. Um, John Baptiste. Um, there's oh. nothing that John Baptiste can't do. I'm just he's like a, a miracle with legs. He's very talented. Yeah. Very talented. Um I loved all the performances. Miley was, and Bob Mackey. Okay. Bob Ma fucking Mackey. Miley looking like fucking Jane Fonda Barbarella. She looked again. I mean wearing I Bob Mackey. Yeah, that, loving that it. I'm so ha I'm so happy she won. Yeah. I'm so like I love her. It was it was a great yeah. I love SZA's performance too. That was good. that album. That album's really good. I don't know it. Um, shocker. I didn't know who she was, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I loved. Uh, I loved. I loved Olivia Rodrigo's uh, performance. I love that song. So I, if I was, if I was twenty three years old. I would follow Olivia Rodrigo all over the country. Oh God. Does she sing that song? Come on. Come on. Let's get physical. No, that's Dua Lipa. Oh, it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my father. Like, but my father would, would know some cultural references. I thought I was right. No, she sings driver's license. <gasps> Lots of songs. You did play that license song for me because you enjoyed it. You said, you have to listen to this. I think. Uh, you got real gay when you said it. That really means a lot of things. Uh, Billy Joel has not performed for 30 years. I got it. It's not, not written a new song in 30 years. And it's not usual that I like a song immediately. Um, it was good lyric and he sounded good. I enjoyed it. And then he played You May Be Right on the credits and I got up and did the choreograph from Show Choir because we did that. I don't know. If, did, that's never been my favorite song. Uh, no, but I enjoy it from Show Choir. Oh. <laughs> It was my favorite choreography because we did a lot of like hand pops and then you move them in slow. Again, it was just Interesting <laughs> you can remember that. <laughs> it was a lot of, again, finger spread, but poor Dennis Gothard just had that nubbin. Um, anyway, the Grammys were a lovely, the, the In Memoriam was incredible. Um, uh, that's, that's Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. I enjoyed it. Again, I knew most people. It was kind of weird to me. I, I think Fantasia can do anything. I don't know if she can do what Tina Turner did. I I don't know if I would have done that. It was it was she was good, but damn. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I and I love Fantasia. 
But you have whoa. been a stan since the beginning. Yes. God, when she sang uh, Summertime on the Idol stage, and I cried, tears fell down my cheeks. But yeah, it's it's just tricky doing Tina. Yeah. Woof. Anyway. That's it. There was drama. I was thrilled to see Celine. Yeah. And gagged and gooped when I saw that she came out. She looked great. She or but being like I healthy. loved her coat. I loved it's probably cold. <laughs> maybe she's maybe but I bet it might not be good for her disease yeah. to be cold. I don't know. I'm just was happy to see her. I I hope she's I pray again. for recovery. Sissy's bought us a ticket to the Celine show. We had to get a refund. I never saw it. Gave it to charity. Oh well. Can we move on? Yeah. Oh, it's almost a little comedy to see Ruben, the Cuban, wearing every color that God, God ever created. It's almost overkill. Y'all, when Miss Debbie thinks something is overkill. It's overkill. <laughs> it's overkill. I'm going to say something. I would, if I saw Ruben the Cuban walking towards me, I would cross the other side of the street. He looks cuckoo bird. If you saw Ruben the Cuban... And Debbie walking down the street together, holding hands. Would it make sense, though? Yes, and I might follow them because I would need to see it. <laughs> but it kind of, when we met this guy, I was like, well, this might make sense. Some other small observations I made about him. I said, the whole thing reads witness protection to me. Even though he would never be in witness protect, never be on the the show, if it was witness protection. But I'm saying the hair dye looks like the, it. The hair dye, the goatee with the enormous Wu Tang Clan symbol where his mouth should be. Uh, ev- everything is too much, and o- almost it looks like a disguise. <laughs> it does look like a disguise. Yes. with the hat. Even it yes. looks like he's like, hey. Don't wear a disguise by wearing sunglasses and a hoodie. Like, be someone else. Be open and they'll never see you. Be a really Cuban guy. (laughs) Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a white man from Minnesota. That is my theory. Oh, God. That we have someone cosplaying. (sighs) It was time. Well, we should have brought Reba. I know. I should have brought Reba. Oh, God. We're already 20 minutes in. (sighs) Okay, Let's, he's 58. She's 67, y'all. So, um, Do you buy this? I want to say no, but then I stopped because he seems pretty weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I think he definitely wants to be on television. Um, I don't... N- it's too like, much of a disguise for me. Did you like her rap? Uh, she did you um, looked like an owner of a saloon. <laughs> she did. She did. Like I expected her to say, "Go on upstairs now. Delilah's waiting uh-huh. for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Oh no. What's happening? You never need to take a gummy before the show again. Anyway, we're we're gonna move on while he runs and gets something. Oh, he's got he's got his harmonica. 
found it. You tried to hide it from me. I a, know you did. A, a harmonica is really not a saloon thing. There would be a piano player playing. Well, guess who failed on that one? Not me. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of mean. I'm going to move on. <laughs> so it is dark in here. It's it, it like it's like a tomb. In my apartment? Yes. Oh. Well, I, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it's just a problem with your apartment. <laughs> well, look, I'm so, here I can turn the light on behind you. No. It's fine. I'm, seriously, y'all, it is like, it, it is there. That's so much better. Um, anyway, no more gummies before. Uh, she is packing for Miami. And I, I, like, I like it when she's like, Julian, we, I, do you think I'm going into suspicious activity? And he goes, don't say suspicious activity. <laughs> like in all seriousness. He's cute. I think he's handsome. He's funny. Uh, he handles her well. Uh, not for me. No. It's, uh, I, I do enjoy their rapport um, and their bickering. They're, yes. they're auditioning for Pillow Talk. I'd watch it. So, uh, y'all, the next morning, she's getting dressed. And he's like, Julian, do you think these shoes are the, are the other shoes? And I'm like, Debbie needed a gay son. She, she did. She really did. She, Julian doesn't have a preference on these shoes. But Debbie says, I'm courageous. I'm brave. It's not easy I'm going out courageous. there in the arena. Uh, but she says, uh, they're in, then they see Ruben, y'all, I promise you, this per, he's got three balloons and a, and some roses. He looks like a Pixar character that's come to life and walked out of the screen. But even like, uh, even the dog from Up would go, that's too much. <laughs> no squirrel. <laughs> That or or the dog uh, that would like that's a lot of look. Yeah, even Wally would go and turn around, <laughs> just walk away. Yeah, yeah. The movie Coco would like tone down the colors. <laughs> we don't God. talk about Ruben. All right. Wow, I never saw Encanto. Did you ever see that one? Yes. Okay, we're not gonna. Uh, uh, I don't. We have time for that. No, we don't need that, it in Conto Corner. That is. That is a short that became a movie. Uh, no, we've got to move on. That never should have become a movie. The, the, you done? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I still no. don't know what it was about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But I still really don't know. I, I still don't know whose story it was. Let me be clear. It it was supposed to be the guy's story who was living. It was supposed to be the girl's story, but it wound up kind of being the guy's story who was trapped in the who hid in the house. Uncle, the uncle. I haven't seen it. How have you not seen that film? I, I don't really like that Bruno song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> It is. I know your kids like it, but it's bad. The other Orgoyita's song was is really kind of nice. 
I love Orgaitas. I'm saying that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Did you see Coco? Yeah, that's a great movie. Oh. That's a great film. I love that movie. We need to move on. This is the Disney corner. So, um, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Ruben looks, you look more beautiful in person. Just, a, and Debbie says, I usually attract a more conservative person. And I thought, what in what world? Uh, what's his no, name? Was conservative? You live in a conservative area. Like, honey, be happy you got someone whose eyes can look the same direction. <laughs> I can say that because I have a lazy eye, y'all. He looks like an older Osama. Kind he of. Kind thin, of does. Yeah. yeah. Thin, Osama. Um, Osama. And so. And y'all, these yellow glasses make me want to steal them and slap him in the face. Well, she says, you look like a work of art. She's like. She's like, you know, I like a more conservative look, but I'm going to give his the chance. Is this really the guy I'm looking for? And Ruben says she's vibrant and alive, Y'all, and he's looking for something long-term and romantic. Vibrant is a word that people use condescendingly to describe old ladies. It is. And I they have say, said Poodle is vibrant. <laughs> I have. like, she's vibrant. <laughs> I do. I say that about you all the time. But it's like, you know, how's your grandmother? She's vibrant. She's vibrant. <laughs> That's what they should. He's not into her. They should make that for like a woman's supplement for like a vi- or a vibrant or a vibrator. Vibrant. Vibrance. Vibrance. There you go. So y'all. Speaking of, how long has it been, Poodle, since, um, you know what? I feel like this is, you can just do this in my It's been 14 years since I've last had sex. I'm basically still a virgin now. <laughs> Oshama tried to have sex with me several times before our our impending marriage, but I told him no. Miss Debbie, don't give it away for just nobody. <laughs> and she's scared about having sex, y'all. She is. And what did she say about something about ice cream? I. She said, you're not going to get, don't treat me right. You're not going to get any of this ice cream. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed metaphors about yeah. her vagina yeah. going on. Or her. Just call it a pussy. Or Deb, her love pudding in between yes. her legs. Call it Betwixt your, her legs. Call it your flower mound. Which is a city in Texas. It is. I live there. Flower mound. That's where the, that's where the tom thumb is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your tom thumb in the flower mound. <laughs> that was good. Please don't knock the, knock that our good. quarter over. You knocked over your tea in the first minute of being in my apartment <laughs> on my West Elm rug. I was, <laughs> I was in a state. <sighs> so y'all, he kisses her at the end. He does. Twice. He, you can tell that he's trying to get a little more, and she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nobody's it's coming Debbie. to this cannery no unless they go- got a pop top." No, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. No, no one's gonna visit. No one's gonna visit my Jello pudding factory without an excavating shovel. <laughs> yeah, the the metaphors <laughs> the metaphors come fast and loose. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, the next day they're gonna go on a tour of Miami, and I. I'm going to watch the shit out of this season with oh. her because it is weird. Because she walks away and says, you took me on a roller coaster ride. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But 
that all begin to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. 
so catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens, to Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find you're happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens I don't know, we'll see Meanwhile, Nuttalie and Mom are at lunch. Um, you can tell oh. that mom eats the same thing everywhere she goes because she's like, she has like a, a salad with chicken on it because she's still watching her weight. Yes. She probably weighed Natalie. Oh, yeah. 100%. Y'all, the look, I thought it was like a, I haven't watched it yet. You're more than welcome to talk about it. But I thought it was a deleted scene from Capote and the Swans. <laughs> Looking, I, I am going to talk about it more. Looking yeah. at her mother sitting there with her hair up so high. Again, no one did the back of her hair. I just wish some. Like, I'm, yes, also, I know I'm a that gay look man. would never happen on Capote and the Swans. Everything is quaffed to an inch of its life. It's true. But it but is amazing. It's by the quaffed way. in the front, but then it's just flat. 
which means Natalie probably didn't have time to do her hair, her mom's hair, because she was messing with those horrible extensions. Her hair's really bad. Did you see when she turned around and you saw the back? (laughs) It looks like her hair is an actual, like, like the geography maps when you're a kid of to define what a plateau is. (laughs) Just kind of goes, it's just like a shelf straight up. It's not great. That is a joke like I would make. (laughs) I always loved plateaus. They were my favorite land formation. Because it's like you think you're getting a mountain and just kidding, I'm flat. I love a butte. (laughs) Oh, okay. Very similar to a plateau. Yeah, that's true. We like things that are contradictory. My favorite geographical (laughs) formation. Or an atoll. Because it sounds like asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chain of islands. Oh, man, that Camino's hitting me. I know. Okay, so she's, the, just the hair, the glasses. You're right, it actually was more 70s than it was 60s. Yeah. Josh is out of town. Josh is not here. He's somewhere. Who but the he's fuck giving knows? her money, and he is painting a picture of our future. She was very excited um, about that. And of course... Uh, the, Natalie's mother her her shrew of a mother's like but what about Michael remember yes. he called me mommy y'all this is you 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 have all brought around that one boyfriend who was like Eddie Haskell to your mom mm. and your mother never stopped asking about that fucker even though he was he treated you like shit mm-hmm. and and he did two or three things nice Two or three things nice to her, and she never forgot it. Does your mom still... Because clearly your mom doesn't talk about your exes, because I don't think you and I had any. But does she ever talk about one of your brother's exes? That was nice. She hated all of them. Oh. (laughs) Not with my... No. (laughs) Girls, no. Not with mother poo. No. Not with, with men and their... With women and their sons... They don't like any of the girls. She'll probably end up, when, whenever you do, or if you do, settle down. If you ever bring a male companion around your She'll mother, be fine. She'll probably like him just despite you. Uh, yes, I can see yeah, that happening. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. No, but this is this thing with women who have daughters. They meet one man. Uh, this is going to really and activate they idealize, And they idealize it for the rest of the time. I get it. I guarantee you, your mother, if you had a mother who's similar to mine, has that one boyfriend that you introduced her to. Grandma Hazel actually did that to my brother's yeah. wife because she was pregnant and like 19 years old. And she kept saying, well, my brother's ex-girlfriend, Amy, kept saying, well, Amy always cooked for Brian and cleaned and <laughs> Amy did Brian's laundry. What a monster. Oh yeah. <laughs> to a 19-year-old pregnant girl. <laughs> anyway, uh But y'all this is just it's chef's kiss. Mom is like and cuz she's like she t- brings up Michael and, and Natalie says, "I met another man." And she says it with <laughs> such venom. And remember y'all, mom will never in the same breath that Josh's name is mentioned, mom will say, oh, yeah, the one who didn't pick us up at the airport that time. Every time. Like, it doesn't matter how long mama lives. She will always remember that. Yes. And she brings up my, and she goes, you, you're friends, right? And Natalie says, yes. And then mother, her mother says, let's call him. And Natalie 
It's that why she's a great actor, this disassociative thing. Natalie looks down and you know she stops for like three seconds. And you actually are like, is she rebooting? And then she just pops up and goes, yes, let's call him. <laughs> and you go, what the fuck? Which personality did we just get? Well, here's the thing. In a way, she can play the role of I'm American, I'm free. Remember, y'all, they're still married because they have to be for her to stay in the fucking country. And now, I think they're divorced now. Are they filed finally? But I don't know, actually. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out on the television. This was probably filmed in 2022 or something like that. Well, so she calls Michael. She says, Michael, I have great surprise. And, and Michael's like, hi, mama. Because y'all know Michael kisses asses to mother more than I do. And y'all, Boy. I know my own. This is this is some bullshit. He is buttering her up. Yeah. Get it? The, the, we called his mom butter. I get it. Okay. Thank you. I Thanks wasn't, for laughing. Uh, you know what? It was too heavy. It was too... If you would have just said it... I don't want to critique your delivery, but if you would have just said it, I would have... I would have gone, huh, that's good, and moved on. But since you emphasized it, I can barely even give you credit for it. If we like, if we were to break down that joke... Oh. No, let's move on. Let's move on. You're funny today. All right. It's because you've had a gummy. <laughs> and I'm stressed to my highest <laughs> level. I'm like Larry David level of stress. <laughs> if I ordered pizza right now, you would just face fuck it in the middle. I would. You would. I would. All right. So anyway, she's like, Michael, we haven't seen each other in a very long time. Let's meet for lunch, coffee and tea. All of it. And remember, y'all. So she's like. When will mother learn? I will. I. I need. To, I am with Josh now, but later on, we're with Josh's. They say colleagues or coworkers. No, they're literally his employees, and he said, "I'll pay you hourly if you show up." Yeah. Well, I think these people are, are a little over him. Maybe um, possibly, but they're these Hollywood douche bros, y'all. They are bro we as fuck. Although one of them, one of them with the hair, I thought was a little I gay. Knew. Peyton and Ty. Um, well, didn't John walk up? Didn't they kiss? Yeah. They kissed hello. Very continental. I went somewhere. Uh, anyway, they're like, so I think we do three. Th- there's basically, y'all, this was a business lunch that they could write off, mm-hmm. but also film. Uh, the first line actually Three trips to Dubai. It sounded like something from improv. Does Casey have passports? It did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got nothing on the books for San Antonio. Who, who are who are these people? <laughs> They're three douche bro agents um, in modeling. Okay, what a model? Where, well, where, where are they going to go? At by? Cafe what's, Gratitude. What's a really terrible place? No, Earth Cafe. Earth where, <laughs> where's a really terrible place? Like people are dying right now. <laughs> what's it? Okay. Um, there's like, okay. And Noah's Bagel. We need to go to Dubai. Three, three, three times. <gasps> we got enough. Casey has a passport. Okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna get the deal done. You know, can we get a, something that'll bring in our Midwest viewers? Can do it, Texas City. There we go, San Antonio. So anyway, then they go. Okay, uh, it's like now, this part actually seemed kind of real the way they were talking to him. Well, anyway, I mean, the way they spoke to him was very much like kind of what we're all thinking of. He said, "This is crazy, right?" Yeah. He said, this thing with Natalie is, like, starting to affect everything. 
Your phone was blowing up when she needed to get a ride. And you know, she's like, Josh, I need a ride to Josh, get you, home you, from you, Ralph's. Wounds, <laughs> Josh. Wounds <laughs> is so scary, Josh. You brought me here to America. And I don't know where to go. They will not take my coupons at Albertsons. <laughs> Venison's is scary, Josh. Gibson's. <laughs> we visited to LA. Um, so so they, but they're basically like Peyton, who. Okay, God, sure. I hate you, that name. You're an adult. I want to say you're an adult named Peyton. <laughs> Y'all think about that. Your son's cute when you Peyton name Manning. him Peyton when he's five. I guess so. He plays soccer. Basketball. Football. We can't get in with this Eli, again. Oh, with Eli, the one who played for the Phillies. No. The Niners. No. Someone. Uh, we're not getting into sports because y'all are already talking about from last week's 90 Day show. And we... I knew some of them. You do know. You, I, you didn't know that Joe Montana... You thought Joe Montana was still playing I football. Do. And you thought Joe Namath was still playing football. Possibly. I will say this. If you want to record that, or if you want to play that part of the podcast back... And record your husband and or boyfriend listening to it to get the reaction. Send it to us and we'll put it on our TikTok. I understand that it did feel kind of like a psyop for the Republican Party <laughs> to hate gays. <laughs> that whole conversation. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay, well, so we're, we're, we're really bad. We're really like bad. That. So they're like, what is going on? Everything with Natalie starting to affect everything. And they're, Josh, Josh is like, well, I care for her. And Peyton says, and Ty, they both are like, but it looks fishy. And they're trying to say, you're a model agent. And right. you're dating someone who was one of our models. And then Josh is like, but yeah, I'm just going to have her in the next shoot. And they're like, what? And then they're like, and then, you know, Dan's movie project. And they go, what? With her? And it's that Arrested Development her <laughs> and then we realize y'all josh planned it all along for him to come over and cast natalie in the movie yeah this pussy is magical so, so no so she'll get off his case oh that too it's a hundred percent that peyton his friend looks at him and says car you're giving her money and he said you're a smart man i think your you purpose say car car yeah car car What's that mean? Car. Get in your car. Get get in your car. Why are you saying car? You called someone that. You're like, no, Peyton said he was saying car, money. I was. Oh, I thought oh, you were calling someone no, car. No, 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 no. He you was, just kept saying car. <laughs> car. Anyway, no more gummies. Yeah, I don't think we can do a show after this. Uh, you are goading me. I think goading, goating. No, goading is correct. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, the D. I just was surprised you knew that word. <laughs> you were goading me. You're goading me. See, like that. Anyway, because you're wound fucking tight. Uh, so but I'm I, a gadfly. But I do love that he says you're a smart man, and I think you're purposely wanting to look dumb. Yeah. And then jo and Josh says, I don't know why I'm attracted to complicated women. <laughs> so Josh says he's into complicated women. Oh, well then. I'm here, Josh, waiting like a voracious tigress, hoping to pounce upon those tatted up arms. Again, you're not a woman. 
<laughs> Labels. Or an actual tiger. <laughs> well, say what you want, but I do know what it's like to be in a complicated relationship. Predictable men are boring. Not wrong. And I still have complicated relationships with people besides the ones I date. Sometimes we have friendships that are complicated. Like who? Sissies, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and one of the proudest things I can say for myself is that I've been able to work on myself and my ability to adapt with other people I care about. Oh, you are talking about me because you're obsessed with me. Listen to me one more time. You can never have me. Oh, I'm exhausted. Sometimes great relationships take a great amount of work. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. Ain't nothing easy about me. Well, maybe one thing. But, Maddie, you're right. Lots of great friendships and relationships are not simple. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Wow, Pooch. That was so insightful. Like that oil tycoon I dated. You know who lived on that yacht off the coast of France? We were having problems because he was desperate to sail around the world with me. Blah, blah, blah. Been there, done that. Well, I convinced him to sail all the way to Lisbon, and then I convinced him to turn back. You sailed back with him? No, in Lisbon I met someone with a bigger yacht. He sailed back on his own. Compromise. Jesus. Well, I wanted to say that in therapy, I've been able to work on my own ability to help some of my more fragile relationships. My therapist and I often do role plays. Wait, therapists do role plays with their clients? Not the kind you do with your daddy. I'm talking about when my therapist lets me practice hard conversations that I don't really want to have with others. Oh, you do hate confrontation. I know. Like it's really bad. I'm aware. You want to talk about how many practice conversations you've had with your therapist about your mother? Fair. But it does help. My therapist reminds me that this might not be the way the conversation will actually go, but at least it's a place for me to be validated and be empowered to lay down boundaries. Sissies, therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. Including, let's say, a money launderer. I mean millionaire. Yes, millionaire. Take that out, Christina. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Sissies, become your own soulmate. Whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealityGays today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealityGays. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Okay, let's talk about Veronica and her adorable tennis skirt. Ugh. Y'all, we're doing pickleball because I think pickleball sponsors everything. Everything, now. yes. I think it's like I think pickle pickleball is kind of like Shineheart wigs on um, uh, Thirty Rock, um, where oh, they I, own they own GE <laughs> and then oh, they GE do, they owns do. Universal, yeah, or NBC. It's NBC is owned by Universal, and then Universal is owned by GE, and then GE is the is is owned by Shineheart Wigs. I have seen that. And then there's like an <laughs> offshoot company yes. that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Shineheart Wigs. Shineheart Wigs. Um, that's what pickleball is because it's everywhere in reality television. It own, it owns everything. Look, I'm just gonna Opponents, say this. We yeah, own, own everything. everything. <laughs> I just want to get this out, and then because it's the, because I just have to say it. God, Jamal is so fucking hot. He's a very beautiful man in those little pickleball shorts. You can yeah. see his legs with his tattoo and his sparkling eyes. How do you reconcile that with the rest of his personality? That's why I'm getting it out now. <laughs> I'm getting it out now. Y'all, the more Jamal talks, the less attractive he is. He definitely, <laughs> he's a complainer. He's such a whiner, and he's yeah. such this, this, this kind of like ineffectual complainer. He's always going to be passive-aggressive, and it is just, and he's always going to make you kind of feel not good enough for him. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, God, I'm, God, that turns me on. My yeah, top, you need, my you need to talk about, you talk about that in therapy. <laughs> Yeah, for real. That's a complicated relationship. Um, okay, so Jamal says, he does say, I should not have gotten his face. He and Tim, they, Tim comes, shows up and plays pickleball. In jeans. Tim? <laughs> Tim is dressed like your lesbian aunt who didn't know she was coming to a pickleball tournament. She yes. thought it was a barbecue with beer. Yep. That is exactly. Complete with tank top. <laughs> tank top with tats. The, uh I do have to also say, was the boys from Bad TV said that we're, we're worried Tim is sick. He does kind of walk like an old man. He does. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and he, Tim falls, and I was concerned. <laughs> he just fell in the net. It caught him. Now, look, Tim and Veronica, or Tim and Jamal have their conversation. Yeah. They kind of, they this, work it out. This was good. because It was good. I think Jamal apologized, because that, that was the big, the big uh, the big point here is Jamal apologized for bringing up Chloe 
Tim's daughter. And, and Tim basically says, you know, uh, I've often been the person who picks up the pieces with Veronica's relationships, but, uh, and I'm overprotective, but, and I don't need to be involved in you and her relationship, you and her, mm-hmm. rela- and yours and hers relationship. And it seems okay. Then we're having a, a foursome dinner. Her double date. Yeah. And what, there was something I don't understand why Jamal is continuing to litigate the fact that they are friends and they co-parent a child. And it's like... Yeah. Is he being a little sensitive? Yes. Would it, it Does Tim need to know how his steak is cooked and not... Is it a little bit of a flex of Tim to like ask Veronica personal things that only she would know at a table? A little bit. I don't think that was an intentional flex. I really don't think it was. I just feel like I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I think they sometimes, though, Tim especially, Veronica and Tim's relationship I think is wonderful and it's not typical. But sometimes they act like, especially Tim more than Veronica, but her a little bit too, they almost act like, it's not that is a typical relationship and other people should kind of be fine with it quicker more immediately yeah i i hear that although people do need to just get the fuck over it they co-parent a child like that's what it is but they're very close i guess i don't think i feel like tim saying that is like I, i i feel like they spend so much time together veronica just kind of takes care of tim no 100 percent and that's he's like yeah I don't know Veronica how do I get my steak yeah it's why I, she I probably broke up with him because she was tired of having another kid right and and then uh they we find out that then we just then we just get a lot of weird what's what's the strangest thing about this is that Jamal doesn't want Tim involved in their in him and Ver- he and Veronica's relationship. But then they get involved in Tim and Louisa's mm-hmm. relationship. Exclusive. Um, I don't understand. To me, that is just shit stirring. Yeah, they should have kept it more to uh, how's work going. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of things you talk about on a double date with people you don't care about. Um, get them to talk about the work. He's like, well, yeah, we kiss though, because Tim has not kissed her yet. And he's like, I don't want my mouth, I don't want my tongue just wrapping up someone's mouth. <laughs> Veronica says, bring some mouthwash. That was funny. But she says, look, Tim. He is a germaphobe. If that we is- don't go on a date and we don't kiss, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. I think that's fair in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Would you go on another date with a man who did not kiss you on the first date? Hmm. You know, there are some who I'm not. If if I wasn't getting signals, I'm not going in. What if? Uh, let me preface this because Tim with Louisa. What if there was clear signals and attraction, and someone did not kiss you on the first date? I think I would wonder why. If I was really interested in someone, I might do it again. If by the second date, no. If they don't kiss you by then, yeah. Well, you could kiss them. No, I, I would, but you, oh. you, there need to be signals. There need to be signals, yeah. There needs to be signals. Because kissing by the first date, or second date, and then by the third date. I, no, there is no third date if it, happens in this, if it doesn't happen on the second date. No, but if he kissed you on the second date, then would you like, then the third date you would just do like hand-holding? 
No, on the second date, we would kiss and then, like, make out in the car. Maybe a little oral action. <laughs> I'm just looking outside at the rain, wishing I was somewhere. <laughs> Wish, look, looking for the man in the moon, but the clouds are covering. Man in the moon! Man in the moon! Anyway, um, we see a little bit of... What, what do you think of Veronica speaking to Luisa in Spanish? It to me, it felt like I want to be clear about this, and also I want to tell you something that maybe I don't want these guys to hear because it's it's reassuring, like woman to woman, Latina to Latina. I have two different sides of this. Okay, I have a. There's nothing wrong with it. I didn't if think I so was either. There, it would not bother me at all. Especially because Spanish is not Luisa's first language. English is not Luisa's first language. And then B, it's not really two sides. It's more of just noticing. And then B, but you forget what it's like to be with fragile, straight, sensitive, straight men. Oh, and you have to take care of them. And Jamal is the most fragile. He's got a lot of insecurity. God, I bet that means he fucks good. No, he doesn't. (sighs) I'm going to tell you that now. Fragile men do not fuck good. It you has to know. be. It has to be on their terms. I'm, I name them. <laughs> name them. I will say, he will. He will dick you down good enough about four or five times. Mm-hmm. I bet he doesn't get past that. Oh, really? Yep. He's he's too. He is too. He's too. I'm a straight man with emotions. I'm a unicorn. Come find me. I'm Ooh. a prize. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. And he, you're, I, you're, you're right. And it's turning me on. And now I'm just thinking of him you, stroking like you, an Olympic you swimmer. You really need to process the fuck out of that. I know, but it's so pretty. Anyway, so uh, anyway, that's when he says. Jamal says the thing about. What he does, and maybe he gets this from his mother because she's really good at it. Um, isn't it weird that we're getting a lesson in Tim by his ex? And it's just like it yeah. makes it's it's almost to make everyone at the table feel bad. Yeah, he's trying to call out something, but it's passive aggressive. Like, just call it out if you're going to call it. Yeah, out. I get it. Because I I will say. He, I don't, we're almost certain that he did not grow up with his father mm-hmm. that much around. This kid, I, I, I mentioned him being a spoiled brat. He was. His mother, I think she coddled him, him a lot. Yeah. Cause you can tell he's used to getting everything. And then when, when the world's not about him, he's not happy. I feel like he's emotionally intelligent in some ways. I feel like a lot of it's just, and I don't mean to sound patronizing, but I just feel like he's just so young. He just seemed, and he seems so young. Um, like he feels like he's twenty-two to me. He is not. I know he's like twenty-seven. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is he's been congratulated as a man who has feelings. I would clap for a him. straight man who has feelings, and uh, yeah, that's all I want to say about it. I need a cigarette. All right. Uh, 
I John was listening because hey, I do you guys have deodorant? I said last time, <laughs> just ask the hotel. Hey, I, you do, you, you do. Got, you got deodorant? What's up? What's up? You got deodorant? Three. Ah, great, great. So not too much. Up. Pat, uh, I want to meet the daughter. <laughs> so Patrick, his brother, calls. Him. I found a new voice. I really like doing it. Uh, I want to meet the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know you sound like gay John. Kinda, kinda, <laughs> you know, talking like John. Hey. By the way. You the, boys walking around, uh, walking around this alley for a long time. By the way, the 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 dog, the the stuffed <laughs> dog that's in the corner is freaking me the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> You've never seen her before. No, I just feel like your stuffed dog is staring at me the whole time. No, look, it's it's um, you send in pictures of your dog, and yeah, they make and this that's stuff. why it was freaky. <laughs> A lot of people do think it's Sophie. I didn't think it looked just like her. No. It, and then one day I came home and, and I forgot I set it out on the table and I screamed. Uh, I mean, it, look, just it like her. It actually looks a lot more lifelike than she ever looked. Because um, Sophie... Uh, Even got the brown of her beard. Like, uh, they did a really good job. You want Sometimes Sophie, I love on her. Sophie had less... That's creepy. <laughs> Sophie had less of a will to live than that, than that stuffed animal. Well... So. She loves it. It makes me think of her. And Can we take it off the table, please? <laughs> <laughs> it does look like she's sitting there, it's doesn't it? It's creeping me the fuck out. <laughs> I'll put it under the table. She'll just look. Here's Sophie Louise. You just sit here right here, baby girl. <laughs> There's something really <laughs> creepy about talking to the stuffed animal. So, um, we're going to call Pat. We're going to call Pat, my brother. And, y'all, and Pat says, Patrick says, I don't know if he's the voice of actually he is the voice of wisdom. Y'all Megan Megan is nuts. <laughs> I think we saw from the very first look at her eye makeup, mm-hmm. it tells her tells us everything. She has been on a story, a journey. Yeah. Of life. For sure. Um she's I, I like her, but she seems just very um Cavalier, or I, I don't know. I, I got it. We can even know. I like her. I actually think they seem like a good couple. Because I think John really. Who? Uh, what type of person would you imagine John with? It to me, this feels like a woman trying to create a relationship out of nowhere that's not really ready yet. I see. I feel like they. I feel like it's fraudacity, and they're recreating stuff that they're way closer than but, they are. Okay. Okay. But. Why would he be saying stuff like we've spent five nights together? Why why would we be minimizing important yeah. things like that? It, I agree. Why would we minimize? It feels but doesn't it feel like to you they've been together longer? Like the way it feels like they've been talking longer. Um because she's it, all like, love you, love you, ma. Like they're so love you, ma. like that's the way they, <laughs> they and they talk about it with a there's a comfortability around them that makes me feel like they've been together for like five years. I don't mean that's a good thing. I'm saying sometimes people can it just can get into like that comfortability quicksand where they sink s- into it, but it's not tangible. Feels kooky about her. Um, she gets off like four times. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I knew it's coming. Later on, they go to meet River, and he, hey, River, want a wrench? <laughs> he meets her. That's really all you need to know. She's not speaking. Uh, yet, so John is talking a lot to her. It's it's not that like y'all. Uh, she's nonverbal. She's on the spectrum. 
she is nonverbal mm-hmm. autism, and uh, I've talked about this before. Parents of autistic children will often say high functioning. Which Did a term she say that? that? Yes, it's oh, a term we do not use in um, education um, because your kid's autistic. You're autistic. But parents use it to say, yeah, but <laughs> my yeah. kids, it's the good autism. Put, <laughs> put, yeah, put it on your Piano Cat 77 profile whenever you're talking about your fuck high machine. High functioning, your yeah. fuck machine, it's high functioning. That's a good selling point. That, But not, yes. It's just, I agree. It's, a, it's a thing parents say, and trust me, I understand it. I understand yes, yeah. it because you know your kid, and you're making sure that your kid is not sold short. Yeah. Um, but it, and I'll also say, if your kid is nonverbal, you can't call that high functioning. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say you're lucky or something like no, that. No, 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 no. Hear your kid talk. Yeah, I'm glad you we, didn't say anything we, terrible. Um, like even in 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 education, when we're working with autism. You, we have ones, twos. It because of labeling, we have to. Even we're not going to tell anyone what they're labeled as. Um, but like one, two, and three, and verbal n- being nonverbal is now. Th- maybe she'll grow out of it. It is something that you well, can learn. Well, hopefully, John is uh, is realistically prepared for yeah. what he would take on being the father of a yeah. child on the spectrum. I just I just want to say again if you if you if you know about this uh if, if you're talking if you have a if you if you have a child who's autistic I understand you want to use that to explain to people what it is. If you don't have a child who's who just who is autistic, you can't really say things like oh they're they're almost they're high functioning which cuz that sometimes feels like they're almost normal. All right. So we don't use those kind of terms. So just just a PSA for everybody out there. Yes, gay. Yeah. So later on, that goes fine. Later on, they're going to go on a date where where hey, do rev you, up. What where, a wrench. <laughs> where do you go when you go on a date in San Antonio, Poodle? Riverwalk. That's all you can go. So they're on the Riverwalk. Um, We're going to bike together. What is that? Is it Cloak and Dagger? Is that the movie that's in San Antonio? Oh, no, there's like a, a spy movie with a kid who was an E.T. I forgot. I don't know. Because he's from San Antonio. I had a friend who said Henry that Henry Roberts. No. Why do I know a Henry Roberts? Oh, that's the pharmacy in Ardmore that my cousin <laughs> uses. <laughs> they love them there. They're the ones that have all the shirts. You know the pharmacy with all the G- the cross shirts and leopard shirts? Yeah. I send you pictures. It's Henry Roberts. Can I jump out your window? <laughs> Let's finish this. You're looking around for something. You, th- we, I think you want your tea. It's their last Thanks, night Bill. in San Antonio. We're bridge kissing. They even kiss like they've been in a relationship for a long time. I, I don't, I don't disagree. With no, I'm you, not arguing. With, I'm just saying there's all these f- clues for me that says what, why would they give us? Why would they say it's such a short time that makes us dis? Credit the relationship. I know, I get it, and like I said, it could be intimacy quicksand. That just, but then they're just—it's like a fault. But I don't know. And John's like, uh, I think this is gonna work out. It's hey, gonna be a good, good time. You wanna come to Vegas? Hey, go meet my family. You wanna meet my family? It's good. But she's scared and nervous, but she's excited. She Can wants have a to morning come to Vegas. <laughs> so she leaves him, drops him off the hotel, and I love you. I love you I'm more. Push through my fears. 
Which my first? And she cries as she's driving down the highway. And I'm rocking my cat I make up. <laughs> don't turn back unless you're trying to kill you. I don't know. Wow, the gummy <laughs> has hit. The answer is don't turn back because you're not going to do any makeup other than your eyes over there. If she That's just do, show. If she'd do a little more, it wouldn't look ridiculous. Cause don't you th- like the, it just it's you know what she does it looks like she just does uh, does just the liner that's it but not any not even like a cream neutral no. to put over her eye so it just looks like clean eye liner which you can do but if you're gonna do a little bit of like of an Amy Winehouse or you're gonna bring out the that's really in right now for people to bring right. out the line um, but you can't just do that just a little bit of a even if you want it to look neutral a neutral color of your skin color shadow. Maybe just a cream, even something with a mat, a nude stick, whatever. You don't know four things I'm I just bored. said. Yeah, <laughs> that's the show. Let's. How long was this? Oh, it was only an hour. Wow, that's <laughs> shocking. That is shocking. A minute one uh, over. All right, everybody, that's the show. You can go to realitygaze.com. Um, you can. That's where you can see everything about us. Reality Gaze podcast. All of that good information. You can find all of our stuff there. Go on our social media. Follow us on TikTok and all that good. Again, send us a video of you, of your husband or boyfriend or whoever, or or your or your girlfriend if they're sports. If list, they're really into football, listening to us, your dad talking about this, and then just one and send it to us on our Instagram or a message on TikTok or whatever, and we'll put them on. Caitlin will love it, and we'll put it on our TikTok. All right, or post it and tag us and show our. All right, everybody, we'll see you next uh, week. Until then, we call these people Lonely Hearts because aren't we all just Lonely Hearts looking for love in all the wrong places, Poodle? Yes, and if you want to bond with your girlfriends, (laughs) autistic, nonverbal girl, just work on a bike together. Okay, you can call us. 